0: Together, woo! So you guys can just listen to us high five for like five seconds.
1: It's high fiving. That's what it is.
0: Thanks. That probably needed to be yeah, explained. They did.
1: <laughs> they, knew, they needed to know that.
0: Yeah, that was us high fiving. Uh, so, in this episode, we're going to discuss uh, the various polls we held uh, over this last month when we've been covering Dragon Quest IX extensively, uh, answer some of the questions uh, we've gotten on the game, and then uh, talk about finally getting into co op. Uh, we, BJ and I got to co-op some grottos, uh, like the week before Christmas and then over New Year's Eve as well. So we got to experiment with that. So that's pretty cool. So let's talk about co-op for a minute. Uh, so at, when we recorded the last episode, you did not, we hadn't done co-op at all. No, not at all. So, um, so what did you think? What I
1: liked thoughts? it. I th- it was way different than I thought it was going to be. I didn't think we were good. I was going to be able to play independently of you like I did. It was it was weird and neat and it makes me want to play DQ ten.
0: Yeah. Um I really liked it. I also liked the fact that you and I had not seen each other's characters Mm-mm. and our characters like could totally be siblings. <laughs> yeah. Because we both went for the same color, purple hair. Yep. Um you had a guy, I had a girl. Um and but they looked very uh very close to the to the same kind of like avatar. One was just female and one was yeah, male.
1: They were they were absolutely the uh the heroes like you could have had in DQ four.
0: Yeah. Uh so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh and we we did a couple of grottos, I think, and but one the big one we did was that we I got a legacy map uh from doing a quest on the Kringle Coast. I don't even remember what the quest was. I just remember finding it over there on the Kringle Coast. I think I was, like, killing, like, Marauders or something for an item. It was like a letter to bring back to a pirate ghost. Um, But anyway, you get a legacy map, and we fought uh, Brahmos, the uh, baddie from Dragon Quest III. Uh, We actually fought him more than once. (laughs) (laughs) On purpose and on accident. And on accident, yeah. uh, Because the first time we did it, Was I was over at your house and we were getting ready to go see Rise of Skywalker and we kind of ran out of time. We beat him. We ran out of time and had to get over to the movie theater. So we both slept our DS's. And then they both died. <laughs> we forgot to charge them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we did. Like, we didn't save it afterward. Like, we closed it. We won. We got only the mini medal. Everything was great. It was an easy fight. We were like, yeah, we got this, and just closed it. Uh, I didn't put mine on the charger. Like, you were at a, a different house. And then you texted me the next morning and was like, dude, I lost everything. He was like, I didn't, my, my DS died overnight and I'd gone and looked at mine that morning and mine had two apparently. And so we completely lost the progress on that one. But for some reason it still showed that we had looted the mi- the mini metal at that point, like on your game. Yeah. But- like it didn't have the mini metal.
0: I didn't either. But it showed it, which was weird. And it didn't, it didn't have us a star beside, beside of the map like we had beaten it. It was like some weird blue symbol that was different. It wasn't the gold star. Either way, it was kind of a fluke because we beat him the first time and then lost the progress. And, you know, it was like a tough fight-ish. But, I mean, we didn't really die at all. And it said we beat him in 12 turns, I think it was.
1: We were never really even in danger.
0: And then I don't know. That's just a soundbite. We need to use. We were never really in any danger. It's true. We will do that. Um, but I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Uh, but so so anyway. So we did that, and then we lost the progress. And then on New Year's Eve, uh, you and Jennifer, your wife, came over to hang out with uh, me and Grace, and we played. We played it again, and then we died. Four. four? Yeah. I think four times. Four times.
1: But you had died before that too. Yeah, like you had started playing it, like just trying to beat it again, and you got your you just got your head handed to you.
0: Yeah, like I died a lot, and I kept telling you that I died a lot, and I think you were like thought I was stupid. <laughs> yeah, because,
1: because together <laughs> it was like, well, this is no problem at all. Like, and I know I'm not that powerful. Like, I grinded up probably more levels than you had at that point, but mm-hmm. the job I had wasn't terribly special. I had a falcon blade, and I was falcon striking. I mean, that was it. Falcon slashing.
0: Yeah. And so so we tried it for, like, four more times and kept dying. We finally <laughs> decided, okay, this is the last time. If we fail this time, then we're just going to move on to something else for a little while. And we did beat it, and we beat it in fewer turns, and yep. we got... We beat it in 10, I think. I think so. I put it on Twitter, so, I mean, the internet has it now.
1: <laughs> it's And it's in the Library of Congress now.
0: Is it because it's on Yeah, Google? they
1: archive everything from Twitter. They they basically archive wow. the uh, Twitter uh, fire hose. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, well, everything you've ever said is in the Library of Congress, Austin.
0: Awesome. <laughs> well, hmm, all right. <laughs> now you're embarrassed. <laughs> I, mean, I just feel bad for... The person like a hundred years from now who, who tries to read it, who tries to read it, who looks at some of these things that I have tweeted about and is just like, hmm. Well, what that guy, the, huh? That guy, huh? <laughs> uh, so uh, that's good to know. I did not realize that. But we did beat it. Um, and, you know, I, I had a really good time with co-op. I, like we said in a previous episode, we didn't have access to a lot of the DLC, so we missed out on some of the fun. Uh, That we got to have there. But overall, I really like the co-op and I'm looking forward uh, to, you know, the hopefully switch remake uh, that we'll be getting. And I think we actually have. So today we're answering some like questions and stuff. And we can skip ahead a little bit. Don't we have a question about a remake while we're on? We have, I think we do. We have we a, have of, a right?
1: question from Ty, I believe, about the uh, the remake, uh, where he had asked uh, Ty Robertson had asked uh, if a remake or remaster of DQ eleven or excuse me DQ nine happens, what quality of life changes, if any, would you like to see? Like he personally, he would lo- like some of the classes and skills that weren't so grindy and maybe they were more accessible uh, before the post game, which I totally get. Like, I think Sage should be earlier. Like, you get Sage in, like, the last... If you're just going through the story, the last hour of the game, maybe? Maybe two? Yeah,
0: it's the, it's the next to last dungeon. It's the Giddingham Palace, and yeah. then you just go to Realm of the Mighty for the final dungeon. So, yeah, it's extremely late in the game. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I told him this on Twitter, too, when he first asked it, that I 100% agree with him on the grindiness and the accessibility there, um, that I would like to see... I would like to see the vocations uh, be unlocked earlier uh, in the remake. Uh, And um, like, I just, I wish there was some way, I wish it was like in other games where your level stays the same, but like your vocation. um, Like Like your your vocation level level goes up. Yeah. Like the star system that gets used in like six and uh, seven. Where it's like, you you know, it takes you like five stars or eight stars to master um, the vocation. And then once you master it, you like have access to those abilities. Like I would like something like that, I think, because I think that would do away with the grindiness. Um, Really, the only other quality of life changes uh, I can think about is that um, I wish you could. So you get the Starflight Express uh, after you beat the final boss. Right. Um, and you can actually fly it around and use it like a regular train, <laughs> flying, regular train flying train, you, the regular ones, the, you <laughs> yeah. know, the regular the... ones <laughs> that, you know, like in real life. Exactly. Uh, it's
1: like, thanks Elon Musk.
0: Um, but, uh, like I wish that there was something like that earlier in the game where you could fly around and visit places. I mean, you have zoom, which is really convenient, but I just like having those kind of like flying mounts and stuff that you can, you know, explore the world in. Yeah. Uh, so I would like that. And, um, you know, I guess I understand the reason for it not being there because then you ha- that's the way you get to, like, Tower of Nod and some of the post-game dungeons and things, so...
1: But that's kind of what I was wanting too. like to be. I like going to those places even earlier. If I can't beat them or play through them and, and, you know, die all the time, I want to be able to go there and explore sometimes before I actually beat the story. So I'd like that. I like the levels of the the vocation system, but I wish that just Jack of all trades would just be at parties. Patty's part, you know, Patty's
0: Patty's party party planning place place.
1: yeah i want i want patty and jack to be like patty jack no it's patty cake uh P- patty and jack like me side by side
0: <laughs> yep
1: oh. i just want patty jack y'all
0: <laughs> it's like a caddy shack sequel <laughs> patty shack patty jack we can't talk um so uh so yeah i think that's kind of what i want for quality of life i th- think we also had can you scroll down the notes for me there i think we have another question that somebody asked too, right? Yes, uh, on Twitter. Uh Taloon ninety seven asks, What are your thoughts on the remake? Um, so um just I, I kinda mean, that I, I mean, yeah, I mean we don't really know much about it. They haven't even outright said we're getting a remake, right? It's more just I don't been think so. like teases like so so twenty nineteen was the tenth anniversary of this game. Um, which is kind of an, an, I guess, kind of a subconscious reason why we did the deep dive on Dragon Quest I right. this year, uh, but, um, so at, at whenever they, you know, celebrated the 10 year anniversary, I know that they that they talked about stuff uh, and kind of teased a nine remake, uh, and I, I mean, I would love to see a nine remake. Uh, just general thoughts on it, I guess, like in terms of like a wish list, I would love. Um, kind of like a, I think a Nino Cooney Kuni type animated, um, you know, uh, look for the game would be cool, uh, where it's, it's very similar to 11s, but it looks a little more like kiddish, I guess, or, and it kind of would go along with more of the chibi looking sprites that Nine has. Which I love! Um, so I guess I would look for that in art style. I would obviously much prefer it be on Switch than like mobile or some other system. I think it would be perfect on Switch. And I would just, uh... Love to you know get to experience the DLC and stuff, and I I would just I can't imagine some of the new content they would probably add into the game as well, um, just from outfits to like swords to maybe even locations and enemies and things like that. They would have some stuff from eleven uh, put into it, like that could be really cool.
1: And probably ten as well, as much as they did with Tickington and the Tockles and all of the legacy content in it. I could see them doing that with grottos as well, putting in from DQ10 and 11 in there, yeah. as well as uh, I would like to see them do more outfits because I did love dressing up the the characters. I want more online connectivity, like not having DLC for 11 was one of the best things. Not having these quests come out that we'll someday not be able to access would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um But uh, stuff like that I would like. And I would be cool with a mobile port as well because one of the things that Square did with uh, like Adventure of Mana – was that they made the mobile port and like a Vita port together, so it would give a lot more like online play if they could do something like that where you wouldn't have to necessarily just connect with people on the Switch. If I was out and about and wanted to run a dungeon or something with someone, I could play it on my cell phone and do a dungeon with you without having to grab my Switch. Something like that would be really cool to me.
0: Yeah, and I could see that, especially with like the tag mode and stuff that was so popular yeah. with 9 because I, I tend to not really bring my Switch out places like i nope. do my 2ds i mean i did bring it today it's sitting right you did to your house but um but generally i don't bring my um, switch out with me places so i mean i guess if the tag mode is in is on the switch then it would like encourage me to do that but just um you know i think tag mode and things like that would be a lot easier on mobile maybe it would be you know like you said they'd have kind of like cross-platform Uh, connectivity where you could play it on mobile and on switch and you know, every which way that could be really cool. Um, so hopefully we'll hear more about it, um, in the future. I don't know that I'm counting on nine's remake coming anytime soon. Um,
1: I would doubt it would be this year, even. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, with the way that they're, they've are they got uh, Trial of Mana and everything else coming out this year, and Crystal Chronicles getting pushed back. Or Square Enix. Square though. Enix, yeah. That uh, I don't think that this would be something they have this year. Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out.
0: Yeah, well, even, even Dragon Quest, though, you gotta think... Uh, like, I, I know we'll probably do, like, an episode of, like, stuff in 2020 that Dragon Quest is doing, but they're doing a ton of stuff this year, um, and... While, you know, some of it's like the mobile game, like Dragon Quest of the Stars and things like that. Oh, yeah. I could see some uh, announcements for future Dragon Quest games, uh, you know, coming out this year. And then maybe even, uh, you know, a, a end of the year Dragon Quest game coming out, you know, whether it's like the die uh, no deboken uh, video game that's coming out with the new anime oh yeah in the fall or uh, the Dragon Quest monsters game that we haven't heard anything about in like a year and a half
1: yeah that's true I'm hoping <laughs> um,
0: yeah so I-, I could see something like that um, you know possibly happening um, so we also did we also did polls uh, over like the period of a month right uh, so uh, the first one uh, we asked uh, what's your favorite Dragon Quest 9 boss? And the winner was Gray Gnarl, which mm-hmm. wasn't surprising to me. I figured it was between Gray Gnarl or Corvus. Uh, the surprising close second was the White Knight, um, <laughs> which surprised me. But there were lots of people uh, that, that voted for White Knight uh, on Twitter. People like Ostuno uh, Hannah, and Solar Index uh, both said that they liked it for the tragic backstory. Right. Uh, And there were other people who said they liked the backstory and everything that went along with the white knight as well. Uh, that was surprising to me. I mean, it's one of the first bosses, uh, that you encounter in the game.
1: The one that I killed solo and uh, didn't realize I could have a party at that point. (laughs)
0: That's right. Uh, so, uh, so, I mean, I'm glad that people, uh, liked the white knight, uh, for me. I mean, you know, I remember the white knight. I remember his story, uh, but it didn't, nothing about him really stuck out to me necessarily. Like, for me, it was kind of just one of those standard, like, beginning bosses. Yeah. Um, and unless you're killing him solo. Unless you're, you're remember him solo. Him. And then you remember him. I mean, the story is tragic. It you is. You know, like, um, uh, there's several tragic stories in Nine <laughs> when you really think about it. There's the White Knight. There's uh, Marion. Uh, you know, the little story with the yep. girl and her doll. There's uh, Dr. Fleming. Uh, and, uh, in Coffinwell, and, you know, his beloved dying and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, you, that's when you, your favorite boss shows up, Raging.
1: Raging! <laughs> yeah, I love him. He's my favorite boss. Like, I, I do love him.
0: Uh, so, uh, so, you know, there's a lot of, like tragic things in nine, I guess, when you think about it, maybe more than in a lot of Dragon yeah, quest. Nine games. is
1: nine's kind of a downer.
0: Yeah, it is. I'm pumped All the out way through now they're talking about it,
1: but uh, now let's talk about the best thing that's in uh, nine. We asked about your favorite monster, like new monster that appeared in nine and people like me love pickles and spears. It's <laughs> like that, that combo just works for folks. Like you guys like cruel cumbers.
0: They did. Yeah. There was a tie between cruel cumbers and sanguine enemies. Um, and so I mean cruel cumbers, yeah. I I, I love cruel cumbers. I don't know that I love them as much as you do. They're just silly. They're so silly. They are silly. Um, sanguinis, I assume is the cuteness factor. Like Probably, I saw yeah. I saw where at least one person responded that they really wanted a plush of a sanguine. Oh yeah. Sanguinis are cute. They're kinda like slimes with wings, right? Yeah. They're kinda. kinda. Like, they're cute. They're enemies you kill, but like they look kind of just like cutesy little They're kind of cuter
1: than, like, dragon slimes and Mm -hmm. things like that, which made me really disappointed the first time I saw it, (laughs) because I was really excited for a dragon slime. I was like, oh, that's all right. It wasn't my favorite.
0: (laughs) I agree. Dragon slimes look a little weird.
1: Yeah. So, so Sanguini over dragon slime. Dragon
0: slime seems like a cool idea, and... But yeah it, yeah, it looks weird. Also,
1: I have to ask: like, these are in the the post game grottos and things, like gem slimes, like the slimes that are made out of gemstones. Mm-hmm. Like, do they, are those weird to you? Do you not like those? Because I don't like those. I don't know why I don't like them. But I'm like, you're not a slime. You're made out of a <laughs> ruby.
0: So I haven't, I haven't actually seen any in the grottos in nine. Um, my first real encounter with them, I guess, was Dragon Quest Seven. Oh, uh, uh, okay. The, um, so. Um, for that one though, I I always liked them because they dropped a whole lot of, (laughs) a a lot of gold. Right. Um, so once you defeated them, you got a whole lot of money for it. Uh, so those were cool. I see what you're saying. Like some of the slime designs, uh, like I can take or leave. Like you have, I feel like there's some top tier slime designs, you know, like the, the normal blue slime slime knight. you know, you got some top tier slimes and then you have some bottom tier.
1: um, (laughs) You've got the bottom feeder slimes, (laughs) the, uh.
0: Um, and, uh, but yeah, but yeah, you know, the gemstone slimes, I don't think bother me like they bother you. Yeah. You
1: for know? some reason, I just don't like, I just don't like them. And then I see them, they, they're they like, I'm gonna put a mustache on this gemstone slime. And I'm like, why would you do that to me? Hmm. It's like, they're, they're trying too hard. Try, stop trying to make gemstone slimes a thing.
0: Yeah, I guess. And like the, uh, what's the guy, Slyenheart, And then there's uh, the, there's the <laughs> yeah. Grotto boss that I sent you up yeah. He's yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, It's a pink slime. Uh, it's called like...
1: Yeah, I don't remember his name. Shogum, maybe? Shogum, like maybe. Gump. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah.
0: yeah. Um, either way, uh, you know, that boss was pretty cool. I-, I liked that kind of stuff. I thought it was, um, you know, interesting. Uh, so then we have a couple more questions, couple more polls. Uh, To get to, uh, but first we've reached that part of the show that we like to call shameless self promotion. Give me that
1: money, it's my birthday. Give me that money, 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 money. Shameless. He's making it rain on me, by the way, guys. It's not real rain though. It's it's just him him like rubbing his hands together. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm,
0: uh, like making it rain dollar bills on It's it's true. But I have no money. No money. (laughs) It's just sad all around. We're two two grown men.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is true. I want you to realize that we are grown men with families, (laughs) and this is going on right now.
0: Uh, But uh, so we have a Patreon page. We've talked about in the previous uh, episodes, but you want to tell everybody uh, just about our Patreon page?
1: You guys should totally go to patreon.com slash FM, and you'll be able to get a Dragon Quest sticker uh, for your patronage. You can get a custom role on our Discord server of Erdrick's Long Lost Cousin. You can support the podcast just by being awesome and sharing it with your friends, or you can do a uh, pledge where you get to tell us what you want us to talk about. And everyone who is a member of the uh, Patreon is entered into a monthly drawing of a $10 uh, eShop gift card of their choice. Last month's winner, I guess this month's winner was uh, Ty Robertson and everyone at the $10 tier or over gets two entries. So uh, we want and everyone from uh, the lowest tier to the highest gets entered. So, uh, so it will definitely be worth your, uh, worth your while and it supports us and helps us out a great deal, y'all.
0: Uh, for this week, too, we like to do like kind of a community spotlight uh, each episode. And I just wanted to talk about something that I thought was cool. Um, so at the time we're recording this, I, it was yesterday. I found I've been going through some old stuff because I'm up here in Tennessee. So I'm going through old childhood stuff where I created like a fake strategy guy <laughs> for a fake video game. Um, it was called Dragon Slayer. Um, you know, it was very derivative of pretty much every JRPG that a nine-year-old version of me would have played mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, and so, but anyway, I shared that on Twitter. And then uh, one of our friends and uh, patrons, actually, uh, DJ Pimp Daddy, he shared uh, that he and a friend, when they uh, were growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, did like a fan uh, zine type thing. And so he shared. He made a video. He shared it with us this morning, uh, watched it earlier today before coming over to BJ's house and it's really cool. And I really, uh, we're going to put a link to this in the show notes for you guys to watch that. I really encourage people to, uh, to watch this video, uh, because there's some pretty cool, like fan art and fanzine stuff for dragon warrior one and dragon warrior two. Um, A little disappointed that his friend Scott didn't like the first Dragon Quest game (laughs) as much as he did uh, when you get to that part of the video. Um, But uh, they did like, uh, you know, points, a point system uh, and, you know, Tetris won like the game of the year uh, or whatever. But they but it's also just really cool if you like like I did, if you grew up uh, during that time period, there's some cool things. Uh, there's a lot of like early 90s Nintendo nostalgia uh, you know they talk about uh, Power Fest 1990 Power Fest Nintendo Power um, you get the uh, the uh, so you get to watch some cool stuff from the the Power Glove like from the movie The Wizard did you ever watch The Wizard the yeah, oh, Savage oh, movie? yeah! I
1: watched that so much. Yeah, like it know, was, power glove. I had a power glove. Oh, Have I ever yeah. told you about having yeah. a power glove? It was the worst. <laughs> yeah, like that, that movie that, made that. it out to be so fantastic. And my friend Luke's mom bought us both one. <laughs> like brought it home to us, and we had these power gloves. And then it was like you had to like flip off the TV screen to be able to like make the dude run. And it was like you twisted your fingers like this, basically made somebody run. Like yeah. Mario run to the right, and like that made it run to the left. And like it had a controller on
0: your forearm and like, oh man, it was terrible. Like you couldn't use it. It was, it was awful. And so the wizard has a story, but it's kind of known as being one of those movies that was like, like people brand it as like just an hour and a half long commercial. It is. And and it basically is. And the the power glove is one of those things that got showed off uh, during that. Um, And it's one of those, it's one of those like late eighties, early nineties movies that you can't call good you can't call them good, but they're also not like, I don't know. I've not watched this movie as an adult. So I have it as I an adult. Like I, I do say, not remember anything. I can any say that it. it's a good movie. I can say that as a kid, I liked it.
1: Did you like it as a kid? Oh, I loved it as a kid. Oh, it wasn't even, not even a question how much I loved it as a kid.
0: And in ter- terms of like corporate, like in, ter- in terms of corporate sponsorships uh, for movies in that era, um, it's probably not the worst one. No, for um, sure not. The worst one is definitely 100% Mac and Me. I hated yeah. Mac and Me even Mac as a kid. Me. Like I hated it. It's popular now because of the gif with the uh wh- with the wheelchair, the kid falling Oh the yeah, falling, falling falling over and, and, over, yeah, and
1: over. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't remember like he uh like it being product placement like that though.
0: It's um yeah, so you you can fact check me on this, but I'm pretty sure that McDonald's Wanted to like cash in on the uh, like ET phenomenon, right? And they funded. That's why the kid is called Mac.
1: Is it right? Are you fact Mac and me?
0: I'm trying to look and see. Like, just go to Wikipedia or somewhere. But yeah. Um,
1: we're doing this live, so there's not going to be editing. We're looking this yeah, up. Yeah, we're
0: looking this up. But the, I'm th- I think that's why he it was, was call-
1: elaborate product placement for McDonald's and Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: what I thought. It huh. was like that's why it's called Mac because it's I, a McDonald's. Like,
1: I did not know that. That's terrible. Like, yeah. I hated the movie then anyway. Like, and, I did not like Mac and. Mac. And I
0: haven't seen the movie since I was younger. But like, I'm pretty sure McDonald's is like a setting, like, and a lot, like, in that movie a lot.
1: Wow, <laughs> wow, that's
0: so. That's the worst product placement. The, that's wi- fair. the wizard. It's kind of like a second.
1: It's in the middle there, but probably worse. But also, as a kid, like it got us to buy stuff. Like It, it sold more copies of Super Mario Brothers 3 than almost anything I know oh, of. Oh, yeah.
0: That's my point, though. Mac and me, I don't think would make me eat at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's 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 true. What would make you eat at McDonald's?
0: I, I don't know, but not mac and cheese.
1: <laughs> kind of want some nuggets. Now. I want a Big
0: Mac right I kinda now. kind of want some chicken nuggets, too. Uh, all right, so getting back to the episode, we still got some stuff to talk about. Uh, so uh, so another one of our patrons, uh, we got a couple questions from our Patreon patrons here. Uh, the first one uh, comes from Wes of the Hinchin Dad podcast. He said, have you seen any theories about how this could possibly be related to the previous two DQ games. Since early DQ DQ was done in trilogies, it would be interesting to see how this fits with seven and eight. Uh, and, uh, which you know, I'm right there with you. Um, I think I can't even remember if it's just me and you nerding out about Dragon Quest I think s- it that may have been it. I don't know. If I've said it on the show. But so I have this kind of theory that seven, eight, and nine in my mind, my head canon, at least, is that it's the Almighty trilogy because each one of those games deal with like religion and even the Almighty is a character, you know, in, in, in nine in, in seven and nine.
1: Oh, and seven as well. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten that far in seven. And
0: so um so because those games deal so much with like theology and there's almost like, um, there's almost like, a don't know, like a theocracy, you know, kind of like rule ruling the world or at least overseeing the world, uh, in these games. And I think, uh, so to me, at least they are related at least, at least loosely. And I mean, they're, it's kind of just as related as I guess, like the Zenithia trilogy is, um, where it's, um, so that's, that's my opinion, at least. I know there's no, I know there isn't any kind of like, uh, you know, canon answers that I've seen that say, like, yes, seven and eight and eight and nine are all related. But in my mind, at least, um, I always call it the Almighty Trilogy in my head because it deals with all with like the more it's more religious than the other Dragon Quest games, right? Um, and so. Uh, so anyway, that's at least where I kind of stand on that. What about you?
1: Yeah, I don't actually know because I haven't played so many of the other ones like all the way through, like seven. I've only played bits and pieces of it. It be eight and nine. But eight and nine, I don't... The Almighty stuff is about all I can I can see. There are always like little ties and things like that that go back, but that's not necessarily... I didn't see a whole lot of connection for me other than that.
0: Eight 8 doesn't necessarily have the Almighty because it's... it's Instead of it, there being like angels and right. like the almighty, it's much more centered on like the church. So it's more like mm-hmm. there's a pope. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I mean, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's more like that kind of thing, like a Vatican and pope kind of story. Um, whereas the other two have like realm of the angels and the almighty right. and things like that. So, uh, but still, in my mind, at least, I say I think they're related. Yeah. Um, I, the other uh, patron question we have is from Steve Whitcamp. Steve Whitcamp. <laughs> what Steve, I'm doing like Steve Holt? It is like Steve Holt. Steve we Holt did that. Steve in our K- last live Q and A when we were together. I don't right? remember that. I don't Steve remember Holt. anything. Steve Whitcamp.
1: Anyway, I, I remember nothing.
0: Yeah, it happened. Xeno Nagbone, <laughs> Kendo Nagbone. Nagbon. We've now done that in every, every Dragon Quest so. Nine. Episode. We love you. Uh, but anyway, Steve uh, asked, "How much of the total Dragon Quest IX experience do you feel like you're missing out on without the online content?" I, I'll
1: let you go first. I don't. I don't feel like I'm missing anything because I probably wouldn't have played a lot of it anyway just because of the way that you have to connect. Uh If you could do kind of random matchmaking, I probably would have done more. But because of it actually just being local connection kind of regardless and with friends and stuff like that, I don't actually play a whole lot of online RPG stuff like that. That's not an MMO. If I have to actually set up a lobby and connect with people, I probably don't play it nearly as much as I would if there's matchmaking or just a persistent world. So in terms of what I play and if it were just available, I would probably stick to what was on the cart or like DLC, the quests maybe, but online content, not really so much. I think I'm fine without it, even not being able to get the DNS settings to work.
0: Um, I, I somewhat agree with you there. Like I don't, I don't feel like I have missed out on anything. I I feel like I've missed out on stuff, but I don't feel like I shouldn't have bought this game because Mm -hmm. it's like, because I miss out on too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely think nine has enough of a self-contained story on the cart um, that you can play through the main story and be done with it. And and not really feel like you've missed anything. I mean, I I like post game stuff and I like extra side quests and doing things like that a whole lot more than you do. Yeah. Um, but, but still, I don't feel like I've missed out on a, like, there's definitely some quests and some items that I'm just like, man, I really wish I could get that. Right. Um, and you know, a couple bosses that I'm like, man, I really want to fight this, but I, I don't necessarily like lose sleep over the fact that I've,
1: I hope what, not. What I- if you lose sleep <laughs> over missing DQ Nine online content, we need to get you in good with uh, somebody to talk to. Like this is this is moving beyond being a
0: fan. So I think we need to do a spinoff podcast called Austin Needs Therapy. <laughs> 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 and each episode I just confess like something like <laughs> something weird about me. Uh that I haven't I, slept <laughs> in four weeks if I haven't played the DQVC. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the D, the DQVC stuff uh kind of you know bugs me that I don't have access to that. There's some quests. Um uh you know, the doing the reportal stuff with you. Uh, yeah. And um what's the what's her name? Pavo? I don't Pavo, know Pavo because it makes me think of a dog A dog, Parvo? <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, that's what I was about to say. Are you sure it's not Parvo and yeah. killing dogs?
0: Pavo um, is her name uh, in that game. And But things like the quest that let you get party members, um, like let you get like Aquila and like Aaron and right. Patty and I think even Pavo can become one as like party members. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, I know. Like that, now I'm going to lose sleep.
1: <laughs> I need to go talk to my counselor again. It's
0: like, Alicia, help! Yeah. <laughs> Your counselor's not listening. She's not. No, I hope not. <laughs> um, if not, I'm sure she appreciated the shout That's out. That's true. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, stuff like that is the stuff I'm like most upset about missing out on. But generally, I don't feel like I'm missing out on that much. Like I feel like I got a good amount of time with the game. Like I think um, between beating the game and the stuff I got to do in the post game and grottos and uh, you know a lot of the post game quests that I've unlocked and things. I think I'm currently sitting at about 70 hours. Okay. Um and I feel like that's a good time that I spent with Dragon Quest 9 for what I can do in it because of the You know, I beat the main story. I got through all the main story in just under 40 hours, I think. So, you know, I pretty much doubled my time in the post game. Um and I mean, for now at least, I'm not I can't do the online stuff, yeah. so you know, some I'm, I'm fine with what I've got to play and I think it was definitely worth the price of Admission. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean you've and you've got nine hundred more hours to play at least. So I mean you'll get your money's worth out of it if <laughs> just you're planning on hundred. You got to get that one accolade. <laughs> Have you thought about leaving your DS open, just trying for it?
0: If I was trying for the thousand hour accolade, that's what I would do.
1: Like, but... there's no way you could actually actively play a thousand hours of this game. I like, mean, you I you mean could,
0: you can. You could if it was like had just come out and there were the weekly side quests releasing and stuff, but playing it. Like from a, a newcomer's perspective in twenty twenty, <laughs> like no, <laughs> like I don't no. think I could log a thousand. I
1: hope hours not. In. Like yeah. I, I honestly would have to say that probably World of Warcraft. I've probably logged a thousand hours in. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not happy about that, and I've not <laughs> looked, not looked at my slash played for a long time. Like I've. It would hurt me at this point to see how many hours I've actually played of that one. Like, uh, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. I d- I stopped looking at, like, time played. But those I may have logged a thousand hours in, but I've never done that, I know, for, like, a console game. Yeah. I can't imagine this one.
0: So, uh, so we have two final polls we want to discuss. Poll 3, poll 4. You want to do poll us
1: here. So on poll 3 we had asked what is your favorite costume from DQ9 because you can dress up your characters. This is the first one that I'm aware of that you can see the armor on your characters as opposed to just having the uh the sprite be what it is. Uh, it was the first one with 3D models. Uh like no it wasn't. No. No, it wasn't at all. Eight. I don't know 8 was and you can. I'm just it's dumb. the first
0: one that had enemies. That's like, probably what you're thinking of. Had the enemies on enemies.
1: the on the yeah. battlefield. About yeah. yeah. And so like you can dress up. And the answers. You know, a lot of people had uh, a lot of different answers, but apparently, uh, legacy outfits were super. Super, super popular, um, you know, Ashland's Outfit from DQ6, The Prince of Middenhall from DQ2, uh, which I don't understand you people. Like, one. your brains ma- work differently than mine do. That's such a um, good one. And uh, Aurelian uh, also agrees that gooey garb is the hard eyes emoji. <laughs> that's
0: like, it that's equals. What what it, is. Right. it is. But you so, really like the
1: gooey I do garb. I like the gooey garb. It's silly. Like I would so dress in it, but then I would get tired of it. I know, and then switch back to something. Like I like the uh, Dragon Warrior armor is my favorite that I've gotten so far because it's unique and it looks really really cool. Yeah,
0: I like the gooey garb. I really like my paladin's armor that I have. I like the little halo mm. that I have on my character from doing the uh, the side quest where you dress up like a maid to cheer a dirty old man
1: up. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, Dragon Quest! Oh, <laughs> how we love you! Uh,
0: that one was pretty good. Uh, uh, and then for the final poll, uh, we had... Uh, sorry, we're waiting to scroll down. Uh, we asked you guys, what's your favorite character in DQ9? We got a lot of answers. Uh, so we put like a poll together with the top four answers. Uh, and the top four out of, you know, everybody answering stuff was Aquila or Aquila. Uh, you know, who knows? I'm using my um, pronunciation and yours. Stella, <laughs> Gray and Corvus. Uh, and surprising to me, at least, (laughs) Uh, the winner of that poll, we had about 90 votes, was Stella. Stella's so cool. And you love Stella. I love Stella. I know I'm in the minority, I think, when I say I don't like Stella. And maybe people, all these people voted for Stella just to spite me. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they Uh, did. That's
1: gonna be on Austin East therapy as well. Uh, it's gonna be like a lot of people on the internet hate me.
0: <laughs> Cause my vote would have definitely gone probably with Corvus. Right.
1: Well, now he has probably the coolest model. Like Corvus probably has the coolest looking He's character a good in the game.
0: Antagonist. Yeah. But
1: uh, like Stella, him. like Stella and her snark and sass, like anytime you talk to her, you just step in a big pile of sassy.
0: It, I think one of the my biggest like Issues I have with her is her saying "flapping" all the time. Right, like I hate her using the term "flap" and "flapping."
1: She's got wings, and she's from a she's from a wing culture. They all have wings.
0: I know but i just don't like it
1: <laughs> <laughs> well you and i have talked about this before and how we approach different kind not on here uh, different kinds of like in universe slang and cursing where it's like when you wrote your first novel you had something about uh, one of them that they said jesum crow was one of the ones that you created yeah and in, in a Scattered wind you have somebody say jesum crow that's
0: a real that's a real thing Is i it? Didn't think that was
1: me i think you made that up I thought you made that up. No, I never really say that. It's I don't a southern think they do. thing. It's I a don't know anybody thing. says it. Because I took it from your book dude, and I started saying Dude, my
0: grandpa said Jesus. Are crow. you serious? Yeah. I've never heard that before. But I thought you took it. No. I thought you made that up. No. Like I was my grandpa always said it growing up. He was like, Jesus Crow. See,
1: and I was gonna like say that I don't understand why you don't like flapping because you made up Jesus <laughs> Crow and it's <laughs> no. so ridiculous. No. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a real thing. He just
0: Googled it. I it's did, a, I Googled because it. Because he didn't believe me that it was a real thing. It's a real thing. All
1: right. I did not know that. Like I was your senior thesis advisor, and I just assumed that you had made that up and didn't even bother looking it up. Because, I'm like, that's ridiculous. There's no way that could be real. And
0: according to the internet, it says it's in the Vermont region. According Which is. to, and I mean, this was definitely in like Tennessee, Alabama. So, it it made its way down here somehow. But yeah, my grandpa would say, "Jesus Crow." And yeah. something was like so, outlandish. All right. So Jesus like, crow. <laughs> all right. Well,
1: like there are other things like in, uni- in in universe like that where I understand why they're there. It just kind of annoys me sometimes like, when they do. And like flapping didn't bother me. Like
0: Carabast in Star Wars.
1: Star Carabast. Wars. Uh, when uh, people, they like Chuck Wendig will say something like it is. It's like poodoo. And I'm like, lay off the poodoo, y'all. It's like, yeah, we get it. It's like uh, where they say that. It's like that's Hutties. Not everyone would know that. And it's like this is me nerding out real bad, where it's like people across the the galaxy wouldn't necessarily know a Hutties slang for Dookie.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: like stuff like that bugs me. But Flapping for some reason
0: didn't. Yeah. Huh. Well, there we go. All right, Flapping. <laughs> I think we're done.
1: I think we're <laughs> Flapping done. <laughs> All
0: right. Thank you guys for listening. Remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at Dragon Quest FM, You can also visit our site, which is DragonQuest.FM. If you want to talk to me personally, uh, you can talk to me on Twitter, at underscore Austin underscore King. You can also read my weekly DragonQuest blog at DragonQuestAustin.com.
1: And you can talk to me at at Professor Beege. You can listen to me also on the geek to geek podcast, which as of today, and we're recording this, starts our fifth season. We're over 200 episodes Woo-hoo. in every week. Woo! I'm very happy about that and proud of myself. Uh, so you can do that. You can find all the other content on our uh, media network at geek 2 We have lots of blogs. Austin writes new content every week himself. Uh, we have Data Error and When 13th Story Returns, just all sorts of stuff. We've got a couple of new podcasts coming your way. Uh, one called Disney Forever where Void and Katie from the Tea Time podcast try to watch every Disney movie ever and discuss it Uh, they're doing those every week Uh, that'll be launching really soon Uh, we've got a new one coming out that you can't stop me from loving K-pop so if you're a K-pop fan there's going to be a dedicated K-pop podcast on the network I believe it may have just launched as of uh, y'all listening to this so check those out at geek2geekmedia.com and join us on Slack and Discord and tell us what you think we will talk to you uh next week and this is us high fiving our way out of here
0: bye bye
1: <laughs> <culo>